I think we would have to see a material come through first before we can state anything regarding actually providing obscene materials. Uh, and with my understanding, Wyoming libraries currently do not have obscene materials. Oh, yeah? What about the book Gender Queer that we've talked about over and over on this program? Do you suppose that instructions on how to seduce your little brother might be obscene? How about how to become a sex worker and put that book in the children's section of the library? We all know that that's obscene, and so do they. Here we go. Good evening, my friends, and welcome to this especially late installment of Weekend Update. From high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you once again from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. That's right, my friends, I'm back home for a night, back at the base of the Bighorns at Cowboy State Politics Northern Command. I really must apologize for the lateness of this installment of Weekend Update. See, we didn't get out of the Capitol until really late last night after the Anti-Gun Appropriations Committee destroyed two pro-gun bills. Now, we waited to come home until this morning, and that's why this episode of Cowboy State Politics is as late as it is. And making no excuses whatsoever about this next part, I had to go see my mom for a couple hours. Come on! I've been stuck in the middle swamp for two weeks, so you have to cut me a little slack. Well, we've got a very busy program this evening, my friends. A lot has happened at the Wyoming State Legislature in this past week. It was almost like it's been a flurry of activity. What's happened is they finally got past the budget bill, and now some of the more interesting bills are going through committee and hitting the floor. However, as long and as drawn out as the budget debate was, my friends, they spent over $475 million of our money, way over and above what the governor had requested. Now, the governor, he claims that it's been, it's the most conservative budget that he's ever put out. Poppycock. Honestly, my friends, there's virtually nothing that those fools didn't want to spend money on, at least in the House of Representatives anyway. The Senate, on the other hand, well, that's a whole different critter. Sources have told Cowboy State Politics that the Senate wants to sock over a billion dollars into savings. You know, do what they promised Wyoming citizens that they would do. Save for the future. Prepare for all these boom and bust cycles with this huge budget surplus that we have. So what's going to happen now? is the two bills have to go to conference committee, and that's when the Senate and the House get together, and they decide what's in and what's out. So what you're seeing here is the Senate has created a negotiating position. They want to save money, and the House, well, they want to spend like drunken sailors. If you ask me, it's a perfect time for a little Rinaldus Magnus. Higher and higher taxes on small businesses, on family farms, and on every working family, so that government 
may once again grow at the people's expense. You know, we could say they spend like drunken sailors. But that would be unfair to drunken sailors because the sailors are spending their own money. Right on, right on. Well, that's exactly what the Wyoming House of Representatives has been doing to you this entire week. Many of them, however, have still been up to their old tricks, killing good conservative bills in favor of some real crappy liberal ones. Well, anyhow, we're going to get to some of that in this evening's program. But first, a couple of program notes. If you've been to the website, CowboyStatePolitics.com recently, you'll notice that I've added a new articles tab. I've been doing a little bit of writing now and again, and every once in a while I publish an article on the website. I believe there's three of them up there right now. The most recent one is about a constitutional violation committed by Representative Dan Zwanitzer, who would have guessed him violate the Constitution, and his good old buddy Landon Brown. By the way, it's been 745 days since good old Landon Brown agreed to an interview on cowboy state politics and then didn't show up. So anyway, there's an article on the website that'll tell you exactly what happened there. To give you the short, short version, they ran an amendment, a $1.5 million amendment, to reestablish a program called PACE. And that's comprehensive care for the elderly. And the whole idea was to try to keep elderly people in their home. I mean, a, a good program, if you ask me. The only problem is this program was only being taken advantage of by one hospital in the entire state of Wyoming, the Cheyenne Regional Medical Center, of which both Dan Zwanitzer and Representative Landon Brown are employees. In other words... These two leftists were giving their employer one and a half million dollars. Unfortunately for them, though, Article 3, Section 46 of the Wyoming Constitution... Well, hold on a minute. Let me just read it to you. And I quote, A member who has a personal or private interest in any measure or bill proposed or pending before the legislature shall disclose the fact to the House of which he is a member and shall not vote thereon. End quote. Now, of course, neither Landon Brown nor Dan Zwanitzer disclosed any of this information to their House colleagues, nor did they abstain from the vote in direct contravention of Article 3, Section 46 of the Wyoming Constitution. Now, this whole matter was brought to the attention of Redcoat Speaker of the House Albert Somers, and he didn't do anything about it. No shocker there. So anyhow, if you go to CowboyStatePolitics.com, you can read the whole article complete with open records requests from the Wyoming Secretary of State's office. It's a great article. In fact, all of them on the website are pretty good reads, and I'm going to continue putting more and more content on that page as the days and weeks go by. The preceding segment of the program is brought to you by the Wyoming News Chronicle. Now, if you're tired of reading the lamestream Wyoming press that just continues to lie to you with each and every issue, then you should really check out the Wyoming News Chronicle. They have an innovative and completely revolutionary idea. They've decided to publish facts from verified sources. Imagine that! So anyhow, go to wyomingnewschronicle.com and say goodbye to the idiotic Wyoming news elites. Next up, an update to the breaking news story I brought you last Sunday about Representative Cyrus Western and Johnson County Commission Chairman Bill Novotny. 
If you've just decided to poke your head up from whatever hole you've been staying in, let me catch you up on the details. Representative Cyrus Western was not supported by the PAC Wyoming is Right, and he was a little incensed by that. So he got together with Bill Novotny and used some of his campaign money to fund an attack ad. The only thing is, on the flyer, and I'm sure that you got one if you lived in Sheridan or Johnson County, the ad said that it was paid for by a PAC called Wino. That PAC doesn't exist and never has been exist. It's not registered with the Wyoming Secretary of State, nor is it registered with the FEC. Completely fake, fabricated, fraudulent. Fraudulent being the operative word in this whole thing. The thing is, three out of the four people featured in this stupid ad were not running for any office whatsoever. In fact, they were private citizens. The other guy, Jeff Wallach, is the chairman of the Wyoming is Right PAC, and the only office that he was running for was a precinct position, the lowest elected office in our entire system. Cyrus Western and Bill Novotny, using funds from Cyrus Western's campaign account, contracted with a company in Florida to produce a flyer under false pretenses. And the false pretenses, of course, are saying that it was paid for by this ridiculous pack, Wino. So the company in Florida then contracted with a company in Utah to print the ad, and then those flyers were delivered to Sheridan and Johnson County. So the Sheridan County Sheriff's Department has been investigating these two for a couple of months. The Sheridan County attorney has decided not to prosecute these two fools. And the response or the reason that she gave for not prosecuting them is the most laughable one that she could have come up with that precinct positions are not required to follow the same campaign finance laws as every other office in the state of Wyoming. That was only a very minor point in Deputy Hill's investigation. A minor one. And what about the other three people that weren't campaigning for anything, that were private citizens, that two elected officials went after? The Sheridan County attorney's name is Diana Bennett. So let me ask you something, counselor. When you use money under false pretenses to purchase something across state lines, what's that called? I don't know. That seems like a possible crime to me. Speaking of bullcrap, front page of the Buffalo Bulletin. You know, when I was in high school, we used to call this thing the Buffalo Bullsheet. Headline, Commissioner Novotny cleared. First of all, Commissioner Novotny... Wrong way Bill, as I affectionately refer to him, has not been cleared of anything. The Sheridan County prosecutor just declined to prosecute. That doesn't say anything about Commissioner Devotny's guilt or innocence, just that the Sheridan County attorney doesn't want to pursue anything on it. Kind of seems to me like the door might be wide open for any other type of actions. But I'll keep you posted on this whole matter. Kind of looks like it might be a developing story for the future. Moving on. One of the bills that was killed this week is House Bill 87, and that's the one that would have eliminated the exemption on the obscenity statute for teachers and librarians. As you are no doubt aware, this is a story that I've been following for quite some time since early last year when it was revealed by Cowboy State Politics that a number of Wyoming libraries contained pornographic and in some cases pedophilia materials. Some of the libraries these books are in are in Wyoming high schools, and until very recently, one elementary school in Carbon County contained one of the worst books in this entire list. The book was called Lawn Boy, and it has within its pages graphic depictions of sexual encounters between fourth grade boys. 
In fact, that book is contained within multiple libraries in the state of Wyoming, some of which are publicly funded school libraries. Many communities around the state of Wyoming have tried diligently to try to get these books removed from the children's section. That's what I said, my friends, from the children's section of the library, and at the very least, moved to the adult section. But almost all libraries in the state of Wyoming have resisted this effort and have instead rebuffed claims by parents that these books are harmful to their children. Most recently, this controversy erupted in Natrona County over two books, Gender Queer and Trans Bodies, Trans Selves. And if you remember correctly, author Claire McFarland of The Cow Pie wrote a very, very detailed article about what is contained in these two books, most of which I'm not going to repeat on this program simply because I have standards, and they're pornographic in nature, and I don't want to read them on this program. Frankly, most of this crap makes my skin crawl, and it should yours too. House Bill 87. Now, Redcoat Speaker of the House, Albert Somers, sent this bill to the Revenue Committee. Uh, If you didn't know, that's the committee that comes up with all these ridiculous taxes. So ask yourself, what does an obscenity bill have any business doing in a revenue committee? Well, I'll tell you, my friends, the Speaker of the House sent it to that committee to die a quick death. That's the only reason it went there. The committee chairman is Redcoat former Speaker of the House, Steve Harshman. That guy pretty much votes in lockstep with the Democrats. He only votes against them on rare occasions. And in the first month of this legislative session, Representative Steve Harshman has pretty much voted exactly the same as Democrat Liz Storr. The truth is that Steve Harshman is just another one of these Democrats that can't spell. But he happens to be chairman of the Revenue Committee, and Albert Somers knew that Steve Harshman would kill this bill immediately. As it turns out, that's pretty much what happened. But not before he gave 40 minutes to public comment in the Revenue Committee. House Bill 87 was sponsored by Representative Jeanette Ward from Casper. Jeanette Ward now holds the seat formerly occupied by now Secretary of State Chuck Gray. She was also the author of House Bill 66, the ban on mask and vaccine mandates that was unceremoniously destroyed on the floor of the House by none other than my representative Barry Crago. You heard that correctly, Johnson County. Representative Barry Crago is the principal reason why there is no ban on mask mandates or vaccine mandates in the state of Wyoming. He added an $850 million amendment to it to make the bill unpalatable and so less people would vote for it. Of course, Representative Crago, being a lawyer, will come up with all sorts of excuses why he had to add that amendment. But I promise you, my friends, I have the evidence of how he voted on that bill. Don't worry, my friends, I'm going to keep that sucker in the trophy case and save it for the next election. So let's get to the bill. Basically, what it did is it eliminated the exemption for teachers and librarians and museums from the obscenity statute. Right now, those three groups are exempt from being prosecuted under obscenity. We'll continue with the program in just a second. But first, a completely obscene profit timeout. (laughs) 
Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you're in the market for an outbuilding or a garage or a barn or a roping arena or maybe a giant warehouse for your business, then you need to call Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532. These guys are the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do it better than anybody else around. So it doesn't really matter what type of building you're interested in. Give Nick and Jesse a call. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. Well, my friends, this is Weekend Update, and it was Saturday. All day long, I was thinking about hot wings. Hot wings from the Wing It food truck. They make the most amazing wings in the state of Wyoming. And it's not just hot wings. They have several other different flavors. I personally recommend the garlic Parmesan wings. They're incredible. And they've got a couple new additions to their menu. They have some steak bites and some onion rings. Now, the way to figure out where this truck is going to be so you can plan your entire week is to go to CowboyStatePolitics.com and look underneath the Sponsors tab, and you'll find their schedule there. That's the Wing It Food Truck. You can listen to the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps. iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, really any of them will work. But the easiest way is just to go to the website, CowboyStatePolitics.com. There, you can find all of the shows, as well as any of the articles that I might bring up during the course of a program. If your name is Tate Mullen, and you're dumber than a box of rocks and think that you've pulled one over on Wyoming parents, well, you can go to CowboyStatePolitics.com, pull up an article, and educate yourself, just like you should have been doing before you walked into the Wyoming Capitol. Cowboy State Politics Live will return this Thursday, and it begins at 10 a.m. You can find the link at CowboyStatePolitics.com or on the Cowboy State Politics Facebook page. And now, back to our program. So the first question is, what exactly is obscenity in the state of Wyoming? Here's Representative Jeanette Ward reading the definition from the Wyoming statute book. 6-4-301 contains the definition of obscenity, which includes representations or descriptions of ultimate sexual acts, normal or perverted, actual or simulated, sadomasochistic abuse, patently offensive representations or descriptions of masturbation, excretory functions or lewd exhibitions of the genitals. Seems pretty clear to me. I don't know exactly how you could misinterpret what obscenity is in the state of Wyoming, nor do I think you could misinterpret things that qualify as obscenity. That, of course, was a matter of some debate in the committee hearing. We'll get to that in just a little bit later. First, here's what Representative Ward had to say about some of the materials that exist in Wyoming libraries. There were two books that we focused on, but there are many, many more. These two books explicitly described male-on-male filatio, how to use how to work as a sex worker, use sex toys, make porn, polyamory, masturbation, and more, and were available to minors in school. Now, in this comment, Representative Ward is referring to the two books that I mentioned earlier, Gender Queer and Trans Bodies, Trans Selves. 
Gender Queer is one of these books that they refer to as a graphic novel. In other words, it's just an oversized comic book. But this comic book doesn't have Spider-Man or Batman. It is littered with graphic sexual depictions of every manner. Frankly, looking through this book, I didn't know that people did some of these things. Representative Jeanette Ward was not alone in that committee hearing. She was joined by Representative Sarah Penn from Fremont County. Representative Penn echoed a lot of the comments of Representative Ward. In fact, this is what she had to say in reference to a lot of these books. Um, this isn't Michelangelo and the Sistine Chapel. These are um, explicit sexual materials. The argument that a lot of these pro-pornography people are using is that we've had sexual material all the time in schools. Just look at the Statue of David. That thing's terrible. But we're not talking about the Statue of David, nor are we talking about the Sistine Chapel. What we are talking about is every manner of sexual activity that human beings have thus far come up with. And all of it is available to your children in Wyoming libraries. If that's not enough to make the hair stand up on the back of your neck, I'm not exactly sure what will. This next soundbite is another member of a group called Moms for Liberty. This parent organization was front and center in the controversy in Natrona County and in Laramie County, and they were principally responsible for flipping a lot of the seats on those two respective school boards. This is Erin Waskowitz, and she's reading an excerpt from one of these books that's found in Cheyenne Libraries. Now, it's a pretty graphic soundbite, and I've bleeped out the F word, but it's important for you to hear exactly what is in your school libraries. Here you go. It's called Crescent City by Sarah Moss. So this is just an expert. She couldn't stop it. The image that blazed over her senses, Hunt putting those big hands on her waist and hoisting her onto the counter, currently pressing into her spine, shoving her t-shirt over her midriff, his t-shirt actually, and spreading her legs wide. Beep. Her with his tongue, then his cock, until she was sobbing in pleasure, screaming with it. She didn't care just as long as he was touching her inside. There's more, but I'm going to spare us all. Cheyenne South High School Library, keeping it classy as always. In other words, this stuff is, as Representative Penn put it, This is porn peddled to our children under the guise of education. It is patently offensive. Yes, yes it is. But not, according to the American Library Association representative who was front and center at the committee hearing. Here's what he had to say when asked if there are obscene materials in Wyoming libraries. Now, he said this after that representative from Moms for Liberty read the excerpt from that book. After, not before. We would have to see a material come through first before we can state anything regarding actually providing obscene materials. Uh, and with my understanding, Wyoming libraries currently do not have obscene materials uh, that have been, do not have materials that have been determined to be obscene by the legal definition. Notice that he stopped and had to rephrase what he was about to say, because he knows that what he just heard is absolutely obscene and it's in a school library. But of course, he represents the American Library Association, so he can't admit to that. So that's why he said, I don't know of any materials that have been determined to be obscene in Wyoming libraries. Perhaps the most shocking defense of all of these materials came from Sheridan College's own president, Walter Tribley. I'm not even going to preface this one. I'm just going to play it for you so that you can be just as outraged as I am. 
the judgment of what is obscene and what is not. We heard some pretty clear examples of things that would probably easily fall into a category of pornography, but it doesn't always get that clear. Even our King James Bible in the Old Testament has passages that could be considered obscene. That's the president of Sheridan College, Northern Wyoming Community College District, comparing blatant pornographic material to the Bible. The F word does not appear in the Bible, Dr. Tribley, and probably the most quote-unquote obscene passage that you could possibly find is the story about Lot's daughters in Sodom and Gomorrah. The difference here, though, is that story is told, and you it's not even graphic at all. It, ha- it bears no resemblance whatsoever to the passage that Walter Tribley sat there in the front row and listened to that parent read. The difference is the story of Lot and his daughters is not graphic. It's not graphic at all. In fact, there's only one word, and you have to know what that word means to determine that that is exactly what's happening. And the difference is, the story in the Bible is told to teach you that those actions are unequivocally wrong. The books that we're discussing in Wyoming libraries are blatantly promoting sexual activity in the most graphic of forms. And for Dr. Walter Tribley of Sheridan College to compare any of these pornographic books to the Bible is blatantly obscene in and of itself. Sheridan College needs to get rid of that guy immediately. You can probably only imagine what the Wyoming Education Association had to say in this committee hearing. Here's their lobbyist, Tate Mullen. Uh, Mr. Chairman, members of the committee, my name is Tate Mullen. I'm the Government Relations Director for the Wyoming Education Association. Uh, I'd like to point to the definitions of, of obscenity and statute. Uh, under obscene, there are, some, there are some phrases we need to look at there. Contemporary community standards, uh, appealing to the purient interest, um, patently offensive, or lacking serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. All right, then. We'll give him an example. Here's the graphic part of that excerpt again, and let's see if it qualifies with what Tate Mullen is describing as obscenity. Currently pressing into her spine, shoving her t-shirt over her midriff, his t-shirt actually, and spreading her legs wide. Beep! With his tongue, then his cock, until she was sobbing in pleasure, screaming with it. When Representative John Baer asked him if that was obscene, here's how Tate Mullen responded. Representative Baer. Uh, so to your first question about the excerpt that was read here, I would like to see the context of the book. I'd like to read the rest of the book. Uh, and I would like to have my community and myself have the ability to participate in a community setting uh, discussion about whether that is appropriate or not. But context is important. I wouldn't be able to make that determination without seeing the rest of the book. None of these people are capable of telling the truth. You can bet that Tate Mullen wouldn't read that book to his own children, but he's perfectly okay with your children reading that book. It's all politics to them, and it's all an agenda. They desperately do not want parents to have control over their local school boards. But frankly, I think it's a larger issue than that. They're fundamentally against you having power, more power than the government. And almost all of it boils down to money. Their donors will give them a lot more money if they advocate for causes on behalf of the LGBTQ agenda. That's what the Socialist Fist on the Wyoming Education Association's website is all about. As it relates to that, just a quick note. The Wyoming Education Association sent letters to each legislator at the beginning of the session. Included with the letter was a handout entitled The Six Pillars of Safe and Just Schools, and in the bottom right-hand corner 
was the logo for their safe and just schools cadre, including the socialist fist. They sent this to Wyoming legislators, and the letter was signed in part by their lobbyist, Tate Mullen, and by the president of the Wyoming Education Association, Grady Hutcherson. So anyway, House Bill 87 was killed by the Revenue Committee, as was intended by Redcoat Speaker of the House, Albert Somers. The people that voted against House Bill 87, or in other words, the people that voted to keep obscene, pornographic, and pedophilia materials in Wyoming school libraries, are Representative Andrew Byron, Steve Harshman, David Northrup, Ember Oakley, Liz Storr, and Dan Zwanitzer. I suggest you contact all of them and ask them why they want to keep pornography in Wyoming schools. In any case, my friends, that'll about do it for Weekend Update. Have a good Sunday and go to church, and we'll talk again on Monday. From the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.